during the first week of March this year, before all the craziness set in, I was getting prepared for the National Down Syndrome Society's annual gala. As part of that preparation, I had a call with a young woman named Charlotte. Charlotte had a heart transplant in 2012, and she has since become a community outreach associate for the National Down Syndrome, National Down Syndrome Society. Um, and in that role, did some lobbying before the General Assembly of Virginia. Uh, we talk a little bit about that in this upcoming podcast because I got a chance to connect with her again this morning and I think her story is going to bring you a lot of hope and a lot of joy. Um, Part of the fun of doing these things is connecting and reconnecting with the incredible people that I meet um, through the philanthropy scene. Um, Sometimes it's only for a night I really am looking forward to these opportunities to strengthen those those bonds and those ties and get these stories uh, out to an even wider audience. So I hope for all those listening here on Friday or over the weekend uh, in the middle of April that you are well and that you are safe and you are taking this time, like Charlotte, to work on yourself have a little bit of fun along the way. So, music as always by Matthias DeWild, and thank you so much for listening. Hi, CK. I'm on the line. Yes. What's going on, girl? (laughs) Well, how are you? I just was telling Colleen that I have never felt more focused I've never felt more motivated uh, the confines of this pandemic mm-hmm. the fact that I can't do anything else except either work or don't work it's so binary that mm-hmm. I just I feel I, I feel like I've just chosen to be happy and to work hard and and, okay. and so, so here we are how are you doing what's going on I first want to thank you for the opportunity to talk with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> and it was so nice to meet you at the NDSS NYC Gala. Didn't we have fun in early March oh, before yeah. all of this fell apart? I know. <laughs> and you know what was cool about it was, for all of our listeners out there, you and I met over the phone even before the mm-hmm. gala, we had like a 20 minute call where you were able to tell me your full story. And mm-hmm. I was actually hoping if you'd be okay with it, sharing parts of that story um, for our listeners now so that they're kind of brought up to speed on on how we know each other. Okay, what do what you like to know? Just, j- just start with uh, um, like, when when you needed um, you know oh, actually how about this let's start about your advocacy work because I thought that okay. was um, I thought that was what was most uh, well every, everything was compelling but uh, can you tell us a little bit about your work in Virginia 
in terms of the lobbying process, the legislative process? Oh, wow. Uh, well, uh, I had a heart transplant January 30th, 2012, and one of the things that I do at work that I uh, recently did was that I went with a few of my coworkers to Richmond, Virginia to uh, to lobby the Virginia General Assembly to pass the non-discrimination in organ transplantation bill. And it was a unanimous vote, and they and it passed the House. Can you let our listeners know why that was important? What was what were some of the obstacles um, that people who were being discriminated against were facing? Uh, well, um, I would like to see more doctors look beyond uh, the Down syndrome diagnosis. gala in March that was particularly highlighted through the story of uh, James Wellman who we both had the great honor of of meeting him and his mother and his doctor uh, from out in California mm-hmm. and again for the listeners um, who aren't familiar with James's story um, James he needed a kidney transplant. Um, he was down to around four or five percent um, functional uh, f- functioning of his kidney, and uh, he was turned away from two two hospitals in California who said, "Wait, why, why, why would we give this young man?" Uh, a kidney transplant if he has Down syndrome and autism and he's nonverbal. And his mother, who was um, his mother, I mean, I don't think I don't think anything more needs to be said that his mother was like, well, he's my son and he'll die if he doesn't have this transplant. Um, And in her retelling, she did some Google searching, came across uh, the organization for which you work for, uh, National Down Syndrome Society, and sent them an email. Within 15 minutes, uh, she got a call from Sarah Weir, who at the time uh, was the president and CEO, and uh, Sarah was able to set in motion a series of events um, that got James's story on local television in San Diego. Um, someone who um, saw that story on local television uh, volunteered to donate his kidney. Uh, a doctor mm-hmm. was found 
and the transplant was made and James is doing better than ever. Oh yeah. How wonderful. And that that right to have that life-saving mm-hmm. um, procedure is, is not something that is necessarily protected in all 50 states, is it? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're working on. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to uh, go in front of that committee of the Virginia legislature and and tell them your story and how important it is? Well, for some people, uh, public speaking isn't their strong suit, but for me, I've, I love it. I've done it before, and I just took it all in stride. Well, I have personally seen you speak to an audience at the gala, and I know how charismatic you are and how much you can command an audience and it's something that um it was it was really wonderful to to see Mm -hmm. you be able to introduce the wellmans oh yeah and so when do you remember anything about what you said in your speech uh to the that committee oh um i well, I told them all the things I'm capable of, and and um, that uh, because of my new part, um, I am able to do those things. And yeah. And it was obvious that your words rang true because the. Mm-hmm policies that you were promoting uh, passed unanimously mm-hmm. through that committee and yep. that's just that's a testament and this was it, forgive me was this was this in February of this year that, that you I believe so yeah so I mean we're talking about some very recent developments in terms of uh, oh yeah in terms of protecting um, human rights uh, mm-hmm. in Virginia and then spreading these oh, yeah. policies across the country because it's not it's not even, is it in half the states? Um, I don't think so. I'll I. have to uh, find that number and let you know. So for all, of our or, li- for all of our listeners, that's just a little bit of background about how busy Charlotte has been in 2020 prior to COVID-19. And when we saw mm-hmm. each other, uh, the coronavirus scare was still just rumbling in the distance. It was the first week of March and a lot of us didn't have a handle on how bad it would get. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your life from the second week of March on? Uh, Well, I... Well, after the gala, I um I uh heard about COVID nineteen and and um I read uh, straight into quarantine and of course because of my heart transplant I'm not 
um, new to, uh, you know, uh, being at home. I had to stay at home for three, four months right after my transplant to protect my heart. Do you think that that three months after your transplant in January 2018, do you think that that forced... Oh, uh, uh, sorry for interrupting you, but that was in on on January thirtieth, two thousand twelve. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at my old notes, and you started January two thousand eighteen. That's when you started at NDSS. I was reading my notes wrong, and that was a good interruption. Um, so, going back to two thousand twelve, do you think that the three months you spent uh, recovering from the surgery prepared you for? Um, basically holding tight during this shelter-in-place quarantine? In a way, yes. And what have you been doing day-to-day? Um, -day? Aside from podcast interviews, what have you been doing day-to-day -day over the last couple of weeks? Oh, uh, well, I've been taking college classes what kind of classes? Online. I did working from home. Nice. Uh, for NDSS. I also am doing uh, virtual ballroom dancing. Oh, fun! Yes. I've also been doing a lot of reading and writing. I'm part of a book club, and I've been baking a lot of stuff, things like that. So, what's your favorite thing that you've read so far? Oh, well, I'm in the middle of a great classic book called Little Women. Oh, yeah. Are you enjoying it? Oh, oh yes. Have you read it before? Uh, no, I've seen... The movie, the, the new one that came out. How good was that? The writer. I was obsessed with that movie. <laughs> it made me cry. I was in the movie theater with my mom <laughs> and my girlfriend in December, and I just had tears streaming down my face. Wow. It's so good. Me too. And so that's a, that's a really good read. And what have you been, what, what kind of food have you been making? Like, what, what's coming out of your kitchen? <laughs> well, I have yet to, uh, to, uh, uh, I have yet to cook something, but I, um, I love baking a lot, and some other things I like to bake are, uh, uh, chocolate walnut. Stones. I like making uh, fruit crisp. I like making chocolate chip cookies. I like. Do you have a recipe, uh, a favorite baking recipe that you'd share with our listeners? Like that. Hmm? Do you have a favorite baking recipe that we could share with our oh. our our users? We could call it Charlotte's chocolate walnut scones. Oh yes. I'll make yeah, sure great. for for this podcast, I have show notes that people can listen in and read a little bit more about it. 
And so let's make sure we get your recipe into into okay. that um, into that podcast. I'm sure that people around the country would would love to try their hand at baking Charlotte's famous chocolate walnut scones. <laughs> and then, of course, the scones also heart healthy too. I mean, they have to be heart healthy, right? Right. Of course. So sometimes it's good to uh, indulge. But all the time. I. Between you and me, I have mm-hmm. been eating a pint of ice cream every two days. <laughs> My ice cream budget is out of control. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of glorious. And the way that I look at it is that every single time I put a spoonful of ice cream into my mouth, it makes me happy. And we, we need all the jolts of happiness uh, oh, yeah. possible in these strange mm-hmm. times. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious to know more about this, uh, these ballroom dancing classes. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about those? Okay, so uh, that is happening every Thursday from 7 to 8. And I've been doing that for five years. It is a group for adults with Down syndrome. And their parents, friends, caregivers, etc. And... They just recently moved online because of, you know, the uh, recent uh, COVID-19 scare. Is it still so much fun to ballroom dance, even if you oh, yeah. are, are in a group with other people? Mm-hmm. Because I've just been dancing in my own apartment and doing yoga and other things, and it, it's not the same, but it's not bad. I really right. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, like, my girlfriend's been taking singing lessons. And right. she's really enjoying that. And just even before I jumped on this pod today, I just was singing because it made me happy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love to sing. I have a hard time hitting the that. notes. Do you like to sing also, you said? Oh, yes. I also am trying to learn how to play... My Fender Starcaster guitar. Yes. Song. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, what are your thoughts on karaoke? I love karaoke. Me too. What's your What's the first song that you pick? Oh, I'm not quite sure. Um, I would probably say a Circle of Life or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, Circle of Life from Lion King. Yeah, oh, I've seen a, that show four times. Is it? Is that your favorite um, show? Mhm. Cool. Very cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna file that note away. Um, I'm gonna see see if I know anybody in that show. Let me think about it. The Circle of Life. Um, and what songs are you learning to play on your Fender Stratocaster? Oh well, um, I'm not. Right, sure. 
I'm making some up myself. That's what I need some more. Uh, I, I really, uh, what I really need to do is, you know, add some formal electric guitar lessons. It's, it, it definitely helps. I grew up mm -hmm. playing piano, and I'm not very good at it, but I have a little keyboard here in my apartment, and so I've been trying to play more and more because mm -hmm. it just makes me happy. And just like my singing, I miss a lot of notes, uh, but it doesn't matter because I'm not a professional, and it, and it just mm -hmm. brings joy into, into my soul. Oh, yeah. So once the pandemic is over, what's the first thing that you're most excited to do when you get to leave the house and return to normal life? Oh, well, there are a lot of things, but I uh, there is uh, returning back to work. Yeah, right? Just just the normalcy of working again. I know. It's just, it's, <laughs> I, I miss being an auctioneer because there certainly I are not know. any charity galas uh, going on right now anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And what sort of projects, what's your title again at NDSS? Community Outreach Associate. A community outreach associate. That's a good title. And so what projects are either currently on hold or you know are coming up on the calendar when things are back to normal that you're going to be doing as a community outreach advocate? Well, uh, a lot of things fall under that title, like uh, going to events and, you know, maybe some more speaking and going to Congress at, at lobby and things like that. And we all know how important that work is because not only do you enjoy it, but it impacts the lives oh, yeah. of tens of thousands, mm -hmm. if not more Americans. Oh yeah. I have this image in my mind of you showing up before the government, but you have your Fender Stratocaster with you and, <laughs> and you just, you just knock their socks off with, I uh, know. with a combination <laughs> speech song and guitar hero shredding. I think that'd be so cool. Well, maybe you could introduce me. <laughs> Can I please? Can I, Can I please do that? I, would, I think I'd make oh, a, yeah. Charlotte, I think I'd make a very good hype man for you. <laughs> You're on. Okay. Cons consider it a deal. <laughs> Are there anything or any other things that you'd like to share with our listeners out there? Any words of encouragement or words of hope? Well, I would like to let the listeners know to uh, keep holding on uh, and stay strong. I think that they will. I think that they as will well hold on. Have hope and and uh, you know keep dreaming. Uh, 
and we will make it through. I believe you. And I am confident that by sharing your story and sharing your voice and sharing your passion, even on my small little podcast, uh, I know I'm going to share it with my community. And I think I'm going to be able to inspire others to continue to share their stories because... Oh, yeah. You know, the thing is, is that one of many lessons that I think we can draw is that it was the it was you telling your own personal story that helped so movingly convince that committee in the Virginia Virginia State Legislature. And oh yeah. Without you telling your own story, I don't know mm-hmm. if it would have passed unanimously. And for me that highlights just how important personal narratives are. Oh, yeah. So, thank you. Thank you for having the courage to to just stand up strong and, and be a community outreach advocate. Thank you. Uh, what do you got? What do you got planned for the rest of the day? Well, I got a few other uh, work things to do. Staying busy, right? And trying to uh, finish up some school assignments. Smart. Uh, uh, of course, a good thing is I don't have that much more to do. No, I imagine not. Yeah. And then what are your weekend plans? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Neither am I. I have no idea what I'm doing this weekend. I think my girlfriend's going to make me clean out my bookshelf. Oh, Wow. Last week, she made me clean out my closet, and I have to actually be thankful <laughs> for her because good time for it. between you and I, I am mm-hmm. actually sitting in that clean closet right now. I was able to convert it into a podcast studio, so without her, oh, cool. without her prodding me, I wouldn't have this quiet place uh, amongst oh, yeah. all my suit jackets and coats <laughs> and pants and shoes and costumes to be able to connect with you and connect with all the other guests that that come on this little show of mine. So, cleaning is not such a bad thing, you know? Well, uh, uh, thank you again. No, thank you. And I look forward to having you back on the podcast once this is all over and we can catch up and you can uh, let all the listeners know how you're doing and how all your uh, critical endeavors are progressing because uh, Mm -hmm. the country they we need your help we we need your your courage and your spirit and i'm there you you are there so (laughs) charlotte have a great day a wonderful weekend stay safe and you I, too. I look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks when the world's a little bit safer. Alrighty, sounds good. All right, take care. And you stay safe and healthy. I will. All right. Bye.